You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Texas Rangers. I'm your host, Bryce Patrick, here today to talk about this Texas Rangers team that ended their losing streak, but also started another one. The worst in franchise history, active road losing streak is, yes, still active, and it is June 8th, and the Rangers are at 22, 23, excuse me, and 38 in fifth place in the American League West. Doing quite badly. Things are not great. They have the second worst record in the American League, second only to the Baltimore Orioles, who are at 21 and 38. They are behind the Detroit Tigers, the Minnesota Twins, Los Angeles Angels. Yeah, it, it's just, it's not going great right now. But the Rangers were able to end their losing streak behind their ace, coming back finally being healthy. Um, but first, let's talk about today's big news. Chris Davis that is going back to now. Hey, Chris Davis, after his long tenure with the Rangers, he has been designated for assignment. Um, this happened today, um, Tuesday, June 8th. Um, and the Rangers have recalled outfielder Eli White from Round Rock. and He will start tonight, Tuesday night, and play in left field and hit ninth. Chris Davis's tenure was very, very short with the Rangers, um, very unspectacular. He did end up getting a couple of home runs. Both of those were at Coors Field. He played in 61 ga- or excuse me, uh, 22 games for the Rangers, 61 play appearances. Here's his slash line. Batting average, 157. On base, 262. Slugging, 333 with an OPS of 596. Two home runs, one double, one triple, five RBI, and a partridge in a pear tree. It was not a spectacular run for Chris Davis, and I honestly think this might be the end of his major league career. It was a bad showing for him. He was pretty bad last year in Oakland and not so great the year before that. In 2018, though, his age 30 season, he had 48 home runs, an OPS of 874. Um, his third straight season that year was uh, his third straight year of 40-plus home runs. He hasn't had – he had 23 in full season – ish in 2019 he had two home runs last year two home runs this year and i don't know that any other team is going to try and you know take a look at this guy uh he was traded and the rangers are gonna have to pay for i believe all of his 16.75 million dollar salary this year he was traded along with uh jonah heim for elvis andrews to the rangers the rangers also got let me go pull this up this prospect where we go where we go here we are. We have Dane Decker as well, who is uh, right now on the seven-day IL. He's a guy who is from Texas, was born in College Station, and was a fourth-round pick from Oklahoma. Um, he also went to uh, Rice uh, North Campus in uh, Houston, Texas, and uh, the big one, University of Oklahoma in Norman. So right now, like I said, he is on the 10-day IL. He's done all right, in just two games so far, two starts for the Rangers. Um, has a 284 ERA in 6.1 innings, 11 strikeouts in that time. Has not got a home run, does have one walk, um, just four hits in those six and a third innings. So, really solid numbers so far. I believe the seven day IL is um, either it's the COVID IL or it is the concussion IL. Either way, shouldn't be out too long. Now, this year, he is in. Uh, I believe it's it's low A now, uh, low A down east. I keep getting those two confused because they just switched and they were the same for the longest time. But no, 
I am correct. Down East is the lower A version. Um, he had actually just been drafted, so this is his first minor league action at all. Um, in 2020 with Oklahoma, again, not very long because that season was cut short. He pitched in 25 and two-thirds innings in four starts, had a 351 ERA at that point. So uh, 28 strikeouts in nearly 26 innings, um, decent strikeout numbers elsewhere as well. Um, but the Rangers really liked him, and they're pretty happy with him. And Jonah Heim has been, been doing better lately. Um, he has been very elite at stealing strikes. He is doing a new style of catching for him, um, catching on just one knee, which has helped him become one of the best framers in the game. Um, Jose Trevino has also been framing pitches on one knee. Now it has led to two different walk-off wild pitches, but the Rangers are catchers are among the best in baseball at framing pitches and getting called strikes where others would not. They have been pretty bad about pretty bad about that lately. Um, but his offensive numbers are still kind of struggling. His OPS plus is at 48. His OPS regular, uh, traditional, if you will, traditional flavor um, is at 5.33. Does have two home runs in uh, 27 games and 80 plate appearances this year. And you might have noticed that he's catching a whole lot from Mike Voltinevich, but uh, Mike Voltinevich said that he's not technically his personal catcher. Nobody is anybody's personal catcher, but I just feel like every time I see John Heim in the lineup, it is for Mike Voltinevich, but Foldy said he also feels comfortable throwing to Trevino, which, I mean, who doesn't feel comfortable throwing to Jose Trevino? But Jonah Heim has been a much improved defensive catcher. Um, the Rangers have been really good at stealing those strikes, and it's looking like Chris Davis' time in the big leagues might be done. But you might want to say, how how has that trade worked out for Oakland? Has Elvis Anders been doing very well for Oakland? Well, short answer is pretty much no. They were just looking for a guy who was going to be about major league average um, his defense has been mostly fine, but his offensive number has been really, really poor this year. Um, right now he's hitting 214, um, slugging just 273 with an OPS of 532, um, or 531, I should say. Does not have a home run this year. Um, does have nine doubles and a triple. Um, but, yeah, it has not been super great for him uh, in general. And, you know, his war is just really, really poor this year. Um it is at a negative 0.6 this year, which it was at negative 0.5 uh, last year in 29 games. This year, he has had a few more games. And so I guess technically it's better. The average negative per game is a little bit better. He's played in 58 games, 201 uh, plate appearances so far for them. But it hasn't really worked out for anybody. Um, Rangers got a spot open at shortstop for IKF. And they got a prospect who looks like he's doing all right so far this year. They got a catcher who might be an okay backup catcher. Um, and they got a DH who can't really hit. And they're going to have to pay a lot of money for, as opposed to letting Elvis Andrews play all year or sit on the bench here and, you know, not do super well. At least the A's are still, you know, doing well in the thick of it for, for the division race. So, Ellis gets to go play on a winning team, and even if he's not doing super great, he at least gets to go have fun there as opposed to walling away on a team where he'd be on the bench, a team that is objectively worse. He is getting to go get that opportunity, which doesn't really make sense how that's working out, but, you know, it is. The A's wanted a guy who could play shortstop for them for a year, um, and he's doing that. So that's kind of where this trade has ended up. Now, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to look a little bit more at what happened this weekend. Um, and also, later on, we're going to talk about 
what's going to happen when this reckoning comes of players being busted a little bit more for using sticky substances to help grow the baseball and pitch much better after this. This is brought to you by Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help even more. With Credit Karma Money Spend Account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There is no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. Credit Karma money. Progress starts here. Right now, go visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open a free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVP Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for nearly 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to sign to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got literally everything you need in their catalog. It's super unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all parts available for your vehicle. Choose from the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low. Same for pros and do-it-yourselfers. I just spent up to twice as much on the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck and write locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now, let's take a look at this Friday game. The Rangers got off the skid. Uh, it was a seven-game losing streak in general. Um, scratch that. I believe that was a 10-game um, losing streak in general. And uh, it just has not been going well for the Rangers, and they had a really big night they absolutely needed badly. Kyle Gibson came back. He pitched five and a third innings, did not walk anybody, did not allow a single run and struck out five. He looked very much back to his old self. And that was extremely necessary for the Rangers. Uh, Kyle Gibson even picked off Joey Wendell at first base and the Ranger relegated double play out of Nate Lowe playing some really good defense. Joey got his 10th home run of the season, um, a solo shot. And uh, he just really looked solid, had a multi-hit game, did not strike out once, didn't walk either. Um, but yeah, we did have a Joey Gallo single, a very, very rare thing. In the leadoff spot, IKF was able to get his 11th double of the season en route to a multi-hit game. Um, Dolce Garcia continued to struggle. He did get one RBI in this game. Chris Davis went 0 for 4 in the three-hole. Nate Lowe seems like it's permanently moved to around the sixth or seventh hole. He is not the Rangers' three-hole hitter anymore. He has just been really, really struggling. And Nick Sullivan had a very, very good game, which is extremely important for him because the Rangers really, really need him um, to do well. He is um, just he has just been struggling a whole lot against righties, and uh, getting this lefty, Josh Fleming, um, was really, really good for him. He's been pretty good against uh, all left-handed pitchers, especially left-handed starters. He had a three-hit game. All of those were singles, but... Going three for four with a run scored is uh, really what the team needed. They went three for nine with runners in scoring position, which they were absolutely horrendous 
with runners in scoring position on this road trip. Had a multi-hit game from Willie Calhoun as well. Um, but overall, it was a pretty solid game for most of the team. John King was able to work an inning in a third, or in, excuse me, an inning in two-thirds scoreless out of the pen, lowers the array down to 182. But the rest of the bullpen, not as great a game. Josh Spores allowed a couple of uh, hits and a couple of runs on a home run uh, in his one inning. And uh, Kennedy was also not quite his best self. Walked a pair, um, allowed a couple of hits and a couple of runs, but it ended up getting the save, which was his 12th of the season um, on Friday. Rangers won 5-4, to four, and they just absolutely needed it. A 10-hit game for a team that has been really, really struggling offensively and you know only eight offensive innings for them. Um, that was very, very big for them. They absolutely needed that. And the Rays are a very, very good team. Um, at that point, they were 36 and 23. Now they are better than that, I believe. Their record is, uh, yes, 38 and 23 because the Rangers were, were uh, able to lose both games. The Rays were able to take two games in a row off the Rangers. On Saturday, the offense was kind of back to normal. It was another shutout. The Rangers only got four hits in this game. Adolis Garcia was able to crank one out. Um, also walk, which is big because he has been really, really struggling to walk. The only extra base hit in this game, Charlie Culberson struggle off Rich Hill. Rich Hill has been incredible. He is coming off winning the American League uh, Pitcher of the Month Award for the month of May. Right now he has a, a 305 ERA. You know, he's just, he's an old man who knows how to pitch. And, you know, the the peripheral numbers for him in what was a really, really tough uh, April, they aren't really that different. Not the, the pitch selection isn't that different. The uh, whiff rate isn't that different. He's not getting batters to chase all that much more. He is 41 years old. Yes, he is 41 years old. He's been in the big leagues since he made his debut in 2005 with the Cubs. That is incredible. He has over a thousand innings now. Um, as of this year, he has 62 innings. Um, this year, they put him on the top at 1,038 innings. He has just been in baseball for such a long time. And, you know, every time everyone counts him out, he just loves to go and prove them wrong. And he's doing that again. Of course, the Rays go and find a guy who people think is going to be bad, and he turns out to be very, very good. And, you know, he only pitched five innings, but, man, he has been so good. Here's a stat that is very, very lowbrow that will tell you how good he's been. He pitched an eight-inning game. Eight innings for the Rays. The guys who didn't let their best starter go a third time through the order in the World Series of a game he was absolutely dominating that they would go on to lose. That's how dedicated they are to making sure that their starting pitchers don't face the line more than two times. But, you know, Rich Hill convinced them to go out and throw eight innings, and he did incredibly well in that game. The Rays' bullpen was incredible, as always. On Saturday, we saw an outing from two old Rangers friends, Jeffrey Springs, who have been excellent this year. He pitched two-thirds of an inning there, has a 308 ERA on the season. Peter Fairbanks, of course, remains excellent for them. He has a 138 ERA on the season. And uh, Colby Albert and his uh, bounce back to the rotation had you know, a pretty fine start. Two earned runs, just three hits and one walk. Kind of some bad luck there. Uh, Demarcus Evans had a really nice outing, uh, struck out three, and just allowed one hit in two innings, um, but five innings from Colby Howard um, and six strikeouts. The strikeout numbers remain there. They remain good, and that is a very good sign from Colby Howard because he's a guy who I think can be a major league starter. Now, is it towards the back end of the rotation? Yeah, I think so, but 
you know, that's okay. You need some back end of the rotation guys because you can't fill out a rotation of all aces. You need some guys who are just going to be there and eat some innings. And uh, I think he's a guy who can do that. He had had some struggles. He's been fairly inconsistent throughout his major league career. But, you know, you got to remember, he is still very young. I mean, he does have a 341 ERA on the season, and uh, he's still just 23 years old. It feels like he's been in the big leagues for a while, which, I mean, to be fair, he has. Um, he's been in the big leagues since 2018, only pitched a little bit um, in 2018 with the Braves coming over here in 2019. This is his third season. It feels like he's been here for, like, a lot longer. He didn't only pitch in three games, one start, eight innings in 2018. But he pitched 45 and a third innings um, in his first year here in Texas, 2019. Um, only pitched 33 and two-thirds innings last year. And he's at 29 innings this year. So I think he's probably pretty feels like a pretty safe bet to say that he is probably going to stay in this rotation. He might stay in this rotation even when Kohei Hara comes off the IL. Um, I think he's going to stay here at the back of this rotation, be able to eat some innings and, you know, do some work for the Rangers pen. But I'm going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to look, look a little bit more at which pitchers I think might be in a little bit of trouble um, and a little bit more at this Sunday game and what happened for the Rangers and their offense. Right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your fight night, UFC, and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or your phone and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now, this Sunday game, this Sunday game was another example of the Rangers not being able to hit with runners in scoring position. They had their chances. They had base runners. They still didn't have any extra base hits, but they were getting guys on. You know, they had six walks in this game, eight hits, with a lot of base runners for them to do absolutely nothing with it. One for 11 with runners in, in scoring position. This team was run for 11. They left 11 on base. And they also had a two-error game from Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Two errors. He has seven now on the season, and I'm starting to think those numbers or those extra numbers around him are about to turn and uh, not start liking him nearly as much. Um, he is at 2.7 war. Yeah, his war has gone down since the last time we uh, talked about it at being at 2.8. And same with the Rose Garcia. His war is down all the way to 2.5. Um, Kyle Gibson surpassed both of them and leads the team now in 3.0 war. And uh, well, Ian Kennedy's not really close at 1.1. 1. 1. Um, but, yeah, it's been a bit of a struggle. And uh, I want to look at these guys who, because this has been a big thing, and Trevor Bauer is talking about it, and uh, all these other hitters are talking about it as well. Um, but one of the biggest reasons why pitchers have been so successful this year and so absolutely dominant, filthy, nasty, um, is because they have been basically allowed to have these sticky substances that, let them, you know, it let them grip the ball a little bit more. So you'd think, all right, fewer wild pitches. And initially it was brought up like, okay, it's just about player safety. You got to make sure that I can get a better grip on this ball so that I don't accidentally, it doesn't accidentally slip out of my hands and, uh, you know, hit a batter when I'm not trying to, which you know, should be never. 
but you know, that's a rant for another day. But these guys who aren't necessarily big strikeout guys, um, I think that's one of the biggest reasons why these guys who don't have this super, super nasty stuff have been doing so, so well um, this season. John King is a guy who didn't have the nastiest stuff. Um, right now, his fastball is right about major league average velocity. Um, but it's fastball spin isn't that much either. It's in the lower end because, I mean, that's actually very good because he is such a sinker ball guy. He is in the fourth percentile for fastball spin rate, um, 26th percentile for fastball velocity. Um, and he's not that high in uh, strikeout percentage. But his chase rate is in the 97th percentile. 97th. He's getting people to chase at a ridiculously high rate, but he's not striking them out that much. That's kind of like what Kyle Gibson has been doing. It is a lot similar to um, the stuff that he did. And uh, he's also been very good about not walking anybody. He's in the 93rd 93rd percentile of not walking people and uh, 92nd in barrel percentage. So basically, what does that mean? It means he's not striking guys out. He is making is exactly where he wants them to be. Um, he is getting his slider to break like a freaking frisbee, and guys are chasing it a lot. Um, he is walking just 4.7% of batters this year, which is in the top uh, top 7% of the league. Um, and like I said, the barrel percentage, only uh, 3.2% of pitches that he's throwing um, are getting barreled up which is very good. That's uh, three barrels in 95 pitcher, uh, balls were uh, put into play. So I think that's definitely something that's going to be uh, – it's, it's definitely something that's going to affect John King. He has been excellent this season. He has just been fantastic. And uh, But there was one comment um, that he made when he was being asked about pitchers this year uh, having substances – and uh, being a little bit much on the sticky stuff. And uh, he said um, everybody makes their own decisions and was very noncommittal about his answer. So that kind of tells you a lot. Um, I don't blame any pitcher for doing it. It's not anywhere near on the level of what the Astros cheating scandal was or anywhere near the steroids era cheating was. But, you know, it's just something that we're going to have to reckon with, I think. It's, it's definitely going to come to a head pretty quickly. And uh, having the pitcher snitch line, I think, his, or the player snitch line, I should say, for players being able to report to the league who they think is using some of that stuff, uh, it's definitely helped because look at the lack of no-hitters. There has not been a no-hitter since May 19th when Corey Kluber threw his no-hitter against the Rangers. And in a two-week span, there were four no-hitters. There was John Means's on uh, on May fifth, Wade Miley's on May seventh, Spencer Turnbull's on May eighteenth, and Corey Kluber's on May nineteenth. That is a lot of no hitters happening all very quickly. And assuming that this uh, ESPN site is correct on the amount of no hitters and the last one, I don't remember anyone coming up since then. But that's been what two, three weeks now that we haven't had a hitter. We haven't had a single one in June, even though we had almost the most for an entire season, one of the five in one month. That's insane. Um, I think something has definitely been done. And another guy to look at is uh, DeMarcus Evans. I don't think that he's going to suffer nearly as much as uh, John King would, but I think he definitely got to look at, because you look at guys with 
insane spin rates. Um, his spin rate is definitely up there this year, but it's actually down from what it was last year. Um, the four seam spin rate is uh, at uh, 2,495 um, spins per second, I believe it is, that it's measured in. Um, whereas last year, in about the same number of pitches, it was at 2,545. So it's about uh, 50 spins per second minute, whatever, uh, lower this year than it was last year. Um, also, it would make his slider a lot more effective. His slider has been very, very ineffective this year. So maybe maybe not having that might help him a little bit. Um, his expected ERA um, this year is at 1.35. His actual ERA is, um, where is it, just a smidge higher than that at a 257. Strikeout rate is at 35.6%. The walk rate is at 10.7%, uh, which isn't great, but it's better than it was earlier. Um, that's been his big bugaboo is the home run and also the walk rate. If he can get those numbers down, the strikeouts are very good. And even though the fastball is below league average velocity, it's at 92 miles per hour. Um, he's out of the cutter, and that's really how you throw the cutter about 23% uh, of the time. The cutter is just 87 miles an hour. Um, whereas the slider, he throws just 12% of the time. That has not been uh, super great. But, you know, I think he's a guy who should be fine when the rules are getting a little bit more enforced. I really think John King, as much as I love him, as much as I like seeing him be successful this year, I think he and Kyle Gibson might suffer just a little bit. I think uh, Dang Dunning strikeouts would definitely go down. Um, and there was even one game in, I believe, AAA this season where one of the Rangers relievers, I believe it was Mason Englert, was uh, busted for uh, using substances and I believe received a suspension for seven games or something like that. And the entire, after they checked his glove and threw him out, the entire bullpen went to the, went um, back into the clubhouse and went and switched out their gloves. So it kind of tells you everything you need to know. I mean, is it just a few pitchers that are doing this and taking advantage of this? No, every play, every pitcher uses this in some, in some fashion. Um, it's just which ones use it um, at a very, very high level. I think Garrett Cole is a guy who might suffer just a little bit in this, but every pitcher uses it. It's just who uses it the most. And, you know, it's fine to get a little bit of an advantage, but baseball's offense, offense in Major League Baseball has been so horrendous this year. I think it's really just about time that the Major League Baseball did something about it because, I mean, I can watch a bad baseball team. I can watch a pitcher get lit up for a long time. I mean, obviously, I've watched the Rangers for quite a while. So I can I can suffer through the bad pitching. A bad offense, that makes things incredibly hard to watch. And I think this offense is better than this. I think this team is better in baseball. But, uh, you know, it's definitely going to take a minute before they get back there and look to bounce their way. Things have not really bounced their way um, lately. But I think... It's not too long before the team is going to start bouncing back a little bit, and hopefully the range offense can start finding its rhythm um, when these pitchers start getting busted just a little bit more. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Later this week, I'm going to talk about Adolis Garcia, who has really been slumping. I wanted to avoid talking about Adolis Garcia slumping because it was still a small sample size. It, it still kind of is, but the month of June has not been kind to him, and I'll look a little bit more about that at that um, on the next episode. But until next time, I'm Bryce Park, and don't forget to enjoy baseball.